Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler casting. What that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. And with all that being said, let's get started. All right. Today, I'm going to start doing the date on these because... I feel like it's going to help our audience as far as how we're talking about things and when things are coming out. And it'll help us keep up with what's going on when. Um, so today is November 29th. It is apparently known as Spidey Monday. Really? Oh, Lord. <laughs> have, y'all, have y'all not seen that? No. No. Happy Spider Monday is what they're calling it. Spider Why? Monday. Because the tickets for No Way Home have gone on sale. Oh. Yeah. This morning I got up and I saw that they were on sale. So I was just like, eh, I'm going to go see what, what I can do. And there was like a like digital queue. It was like, all right, you're in line. And it was like a loading bar. And I was like, Jesus, I didn't realize this movie was going to be that popular. I didn't either, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's nice. pretty cool that it is, but I didn't expect it to be that big a deal. So It's exciting. So today we're going to talk about the first two episodes of Hawkeye. But before that, because it's Spider Monday and tickets are going on sales, we've also got some information on Sony and Marvel still working together after this trilogy, after No Way Home. Um, There apparently was an interview with Amy Pascal and Fandango, and a lot of questions were asked as far as Spider-Man and his fate and all that jazz, and it looks like Sony and Marvel are still going to be teaming up with each other, and Tom Holland is, I guess, from what they understand right now, he's still going to be Spider-Man, even after this, at least for a little bit. What are y'all's thoughts? Um, so my my thoughts are, yay! Uh, <laughs> because... Really? Yeah, I like Tom Holland as, as Spider-Man. I don't like... Uh, it, it, like, because if this doesn't go through, then, you know, he's out probably. And they'll take him either back to the Sony-verse, you know, dragging him kicking and screaming. Or they'll just make someone new and reboot again, which I don't want for, like, the umpteenth time. But uh, I don't... I want Pascal to go away because as from the Sony leaks that like, you know, she's the reason why the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies were just atrocious. And I like what they do with Spider-Man in the MCU. And even if Tom were to, you know, say goodbye and they bring in Miles, I'm fine with that because then it's still part of like the MCU canon because I don't I don't want some. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, so I don't want him to be, like, just kicked out and then replaced immediately as soon as this, like, arc ends with him. But if that's got to happen, so be it. But as of right now, we're supposedly going to get at least three more movies with him. What I want to know, does that count for, like, you know how Venom, they're going to have him and Venom fight? Like, does that movie, because he's going to obviously be in that movie, is that one of the three? Oh, yeah. I would assume that it would just kind of, you know, how like in the past Marvel has done like where people have done movie deals. And so it's like you sign on, you know, I can't remember which actor, but it was like some crazy like 10 or 17. I think the girl that's playing Riri, Hmm. like something came out about her movie deal and it was it was a huge movie deal. Holy cow. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the exact numbers, so don't quote me on whatever it is, and don't quote me on the on the character either. But yeah, there was rumors of the big, you know, movie deals that they were having, and it wasn't necessarily solo. To my understanding, it wasn't. It was like appearance kind of things. You know, Bucky at first had his, his was like a seven movie deal or something like that. Yeah. And so, but that included like him being in Civil War and then him being in Endgame and him being in Infinity War and things of that nature. Like he had, you know, several movies to be in. Yeah. But he's never had a solo movie or nothing like that. So I'd assume that it would be probably the same lines, like a movie deal. And I honestly don't know that Tom Holland would go back to Sony kicking and screaming either. And the reason I say that is, is because he's going to play... I can't think of the character's name, Drake, some Drake or something from the Uncharted video game. Yeah, the Uncharted video games, uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah, they're Nate, yeah. those games are really good. Uh, that movie and that trailer looks like shit. <laughs> uh, once again, I hate Sony. Um, Which is why I'm surprised with you in this deal. Yeah, I know. Well, because without, like I said, without it, we don't get Spider-Man at all in the MCU. Um, and he absolutely would go kicking and screaming because he's told to like interviews and stuff where he got a call from, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Ike Paul, uh Mutter or uh, Kevin Feige, but he was like crying over the phone. It was back when the supposedly the deal <laughs> between Sony and them were going to end. Um, and we didn't know if we'd get an actual like third, you know, home Spider-Man movie. I say home because home's in every single subtitle of the uh, the movies. So yeah, like he he Next was him being the new sweet uh, home sweet home alone. Yes, <laughs> home. Uh, you mean home alone? Yeah, there's a, the new one, the home sweet home alone. It's oh, I didn't. Oh, Jesus! There's another one. Yeah, it's a Disney Plus, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> But I just say, like, you, you were talking about like, him being in, like, all his movies are in, have home in it. Yeah, I got you. Like, just comes, like, swinging through, like, knocking out one of the burglars. And I'm here, too. <laughs> he drops a, you know, flaming paint bucket on <laughs> Marv or something. <laughs> and from that flaming paint bucket, you reveal Mephisto. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the only reason, I mean, that, that's where I kind of was going with it was the, almost the opposite, where he took on another movie deal with Sony. And like, that's the, the, the Uncharted is a Sony movie, is it not? Since that's a PlayStation property? Yes, it's 100% a Sony movie. Yeah. So, I mean, for him to take that on, I would think that he didn't mind working with them so much. So, really, Sony's just got him by the cojones. The cojones. Yes, the spider cojones. <laughs> They've got him by his web shooters. <laughs> well, isn't it also talked about or rumored or whatever that like he's come out and said, you know, he don't he's not necessarily gonna play or doesn't want to play Spider-Man for the next ten years? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that was gonna happen just because of how young he is, but like, I don't know, take a page out of like Robert Henry Jr.'s book. He's like he basically was like, I'll be Iron Man until they kill me. And they, spoilers, they did. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like it was supposedly rumored he just did not want to stop being it because he liked, you know, the money and 
you know, the fame. That's and it, what always gets me. Like these, some of these actors that are just like, they have such a good role. And then they're just like, nope, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm better than this or whatever. And I'm just like, well, what's wrong with just having fun with it? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get it either. Chris Evans. He's looking at you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, supposedly he had real bad like social anxiety. So like him constantly being like recognized as Captain America, uh, like on the street was like giving him stress or something. But I'm like, dude, wasn't, you- uh, wasn't, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Lincoln got tired of playing uh, Rick or something or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah. 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 I think he did. But that show was kind of going downhill, too. I think he saw the writing. I think he saw the writing on the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But I think he signed like three movies to do. Yeah. But those those aren't happening, though. Like Walking Dead movies. Yeah. Oh, I I need to watch the the uh, there's one there's one show out now. It's called The World of the Walking Dead, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Something. It's it's their third spinoff that they've done or second spinoff they've done. But I've seen like Easter eggs where they make reference to Andrew Lincoln and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm I need to see where that story's going as far as he's concerned, and just for me, anyways. I know nobody else probably gives a shit, and that's fine. But for me, <laughs> just for my own personal closure, I like Andrew Lincoln as as Rick Grimes. I thought it was good. Oh yeah, he was yeah he was great casted as Rick. But I just other the than show. you know Coral Coral Coral. It's <laughs> the best part. Uh, so, all right, now you're you're excited about it, even though it's a Sony thing, okay? But that means that your Sinister Six is probably going to be Venom, Morbius, Craven, and whoever Mephisto. else they decide. Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto. God damn it. <laughs> Confirming it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you think they're going to do... I, th- I feel like this movie is going to be Sinister Six. I don't... Like, if they do a Sinister Six, like, after this movie, it's just like a sport mill. You know what I mean? Or so I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like, it's... It's like, all right, well, it's already been done. Do something else. I think we're just going to get the five. I honestly just think we're going to get the five. I, I hope not. But you know what they need to do? You know what? I- I'm going to say it. Fuck it. All right? <laughs> This is what they need to do. Sony just likes to fuck everything up. They need to do the infamous clone saga. From like what what caused every Spider fan to get off Spider Man. Like they just need to do the clone saga. Just fuck it. Go whole ham and do that. Isn't that how we get Ben Riley? Yes, that's how you get Ben Riley. Well, he's he's Spider Man right now, so that would work out perfect. Yeah. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> Which Spider Man? Uh, so uh, just a quick synopsis. The uh, there's this guy named the I forget his real name now. I'd have to look him up, but he's called. You sound the, so excited about telling us. It's, it's a shit story. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, he's known as the Jackal, and. He clones Gwen Stacy and um like it's just anyway, eventually it's established that there's this clone of Peter Parker named Ben Riley, and he has all these sort of like mixed up memories uh as being Peter Parker, and he's like, No, I'm the real one, you're the fake one, and so forth. Anyway, it they eventually establish by the end of it all that the Peter Parker that you've been following all your life has actually just been a clone. 
and Ben <laughs> Riley is actually the real Peter Parker. And yeah, anyway, he became Spider-Man for a little while. That was way back then, but they've kept Ben Riley around and currently he's the new Spider-Man right now. That's a lot of history to retcon. Yeah. Oh, he's the new Spider-Man in uh in the comics part. Yeah. Um okay. he's been called like Scarlet Spider as like a different sort of spider person. There's a lot of spider people, if you don't know already. <laughs> That's why they have a Spider-Verse comic. She also mentioned something about, you know, having the Spider-Verse and the MCU and then a different, like another another verse in that conversation. With the Venom-Verse, maybe? Because they, they keep uh, calling that when, like, it's separate, technically, which I think Morbius is going to be in the Venom-Verse. I don't necessarily think... They can always change it, but I don't necessarily think Tom Holland's going to meet Morbius. At least I hope not. Uh, <laughs> why? Why do you hope not? Because <laughs> I fucking hate Jared Leto. He acts like he's <laughs> this fucking like God's gift to the acting world, and he's a creep and a weirdo. And all the shit that he does on set has no re like no rhyme or reason. Just act, you jackass. You're not Daniel Day-Lewis. You're 30 seconds to Mars, like, lead singer. Like, get off your fucking high horse. (laughs) He's such a shit actor. I take that back. Like, he was good in a couple of things. Like, he was good in Blade Runner 2049, and he was good in Fight Club. But that's about it. But whenever he gets, like, a main big role, it's got to be this big grandiose thing, and he's got to, you know play the like the the character even offset and do all these crazy weird things and it's like just shut up and act like <laughs> have you ever seen one of his concerts no but he's um, well i mean i've heard things like he's a maniac though yeah he's i my, i actually went with michael one time and he, he's a interesting character up there i thought it was awesome i liked the guy no so. yeah like the <laughs> Don't get me wrong, the concert was a lot of fun, but you could just tell by him, like, you just, he's, he's done things. Oh, yeah, he's done. (laughs) He has a sex cult on an island, allegedly, so we don't get sued. But, like, that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, please don't confirm that. Sorry, this is my, like, hour-long rant on why I hate Jared Leto. <laughs> well, know what Jared Leto's not in? New Hawkeye TV show. <laughs> <laughs> this makes it all better. All right. So here's here's what I would like to do. Um, if y'all think differently, that's fine. I would like to get impressions on the show and things that we like, of course, things that we don't like. Things that we see in the show so far that were in the comic book that we were talking about and things that we think that they're going to. So. All right, cool. I thought it was really good. Uh, I think they're, uh, I mean, it obviously doesn't really follow the comic book that close. There's a few elements here and there. And, but they capture that, uh, that humor where like Clint, instead of him being like, oh, I'm tired and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I've got to deal with these three kids and I just want to get back home to Christmas. And I, I don't know. I kind of like that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Like, I so far, just in the first two episodes, I've, I've been very uh, pleasantly whelmed. With hey, we got a whelm. <laughs> I always forget to do the whelms. 
uh, I've really enjoyed it so far. And, and what makes it funny is like, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I know, I know this backstory. Ooh, I, I know these characters. Like, I don't get to do that normally. <laughs> I was like, ooh, pizza dog. And my wife was like, ooh, what's pizza dog? And I'm like, just never mind. And so like, and like, I knew the tracksuit guys. And of course, the whole time I was laughing, the whole, like, yeah. the whole, like, bro, bro, bro. And all I could see is just what I was like, man, I wish I was watching this with Michael because this <laughs> bro, bro, bro. I'm like, uh, okay. But uh, I, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I haven't finished the series and the comics, but I'm planning on doing that um, just because I, I have a feeling that there's going to be more that comes up that's further on into the comics than what we've read so far in those first six. So even with the villain that they brought in at the at the end of the second episode, is that Echo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, cool. I got one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I understand, like, that doesn't happen for me. So <laughs> like, hey, I kind of know that person. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you did us Her proud. Her has already gone up. With oh, that really? fucking... Yeah, <laughs> what that? Just that, that one glimpse of her. That glimpse of her. That book has already gone up. Jeez. So I'm trying to see if I want to slab mine and send it off and see what yeah. I can do with it. But uh yeah. Overall, honestly, like I've, I've, I've really, it's been fun. I like, I like what you, uh, how they, like what you said, Richard. How they kind of instead of being the mopey tired, I liked the having to deal with the kids and also like the way he's treating her as a kid, basically like whenever she, he finally he reveals her in that first episode and he's like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like, uh, in one of the episodes, I can't remember if it was one or two, but uh, he asks her, her eight, or he says something. He's like, yeah. you're, you're 18. She's like, I'm 22. He's like, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Richard, do you, you want to add your your whelm meter rating on it? Uh, yeah, no, I was uh, I was pleasantly whelmed. I'm hesitant, and we'll get into it. But I'm on kingpin watch. Like I'm like scanning <laughs> every little detail to find any kind of reference to kingpin throughout these episodes. Like there were so many times I like paused, rewound, and was like, "Okay, what is that? What is that? Okay, nothing there, nothing there." <laughs> like I was like a crazy person. <laughs> Did you do that on the first or second watch of it? I did that on the first watch. <laughs> you must have been driving your wife crazy. Then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's some interesting little Easter eggs, which I guess, uh, I don't know if you want me to get into them now, but when we get there, I'll mention them. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly whelmed as well, even with the bros. Um, I think listening to them say bro is, is not as bad as me having to actually read the words bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a difference or not. I, I didn't get the vibe of him being bothered with his children. I got the vibe more of he definitely didn't want to be in New York because who the hell wants to be in New York, really? Especially somebody that's had to save New York from all this tragedy that we're going to watch this god-awful musical about. And Ant-Man <laughs> even gets praise in it. And he wasn't even there. Oh, my God. That's um, so funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, no, he's like, I don't want to be in New York, especially during Christmas rush hour. Yeah. Like, get me back to my farm. I don't know. Where, like, where I want to chop wood. Right. 
because he seems pretty adamant about wanting to be with his children, especially like yeah. missing a five year gap with them. Yeah. And and, and this whole Ronan thing kind of, you know, definitely puts this into jeopardy. I, I definitely I, I felt like I saw a lot of things from the comic book that I thought were really cool. I like the way that they incorporated the auction and things of that nature and how they changed that up. But it's still related back to Hawkeye. Yeah. So, and it's a, still a deep secret of Hawkeye, even though in the comic book it was fake and here it's like real life. Um, but yeah, I was present. I, I like the character building that we got. Um, I thought they did that really quick and really well. And uh, yeah, I was, I was really, I was pleasantly well with it. Yeah. I'll say, like, I, I really liked how quickly they kind of introduced Kate there and got her set up. Like I did. I, I mean, I still don't. From those comics that we read, I had no idea who really Kate Bishop was. Like, you have a glimpse where he just basically was talking about how she was a, took over Hawkeye for a minute, but, uh, and then that she was a really good archer, but nothing as far as any kind of their relationship or their backstory or anything that much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the first episode is pretty much them setting up Kate and setting up the the predicament that is to be this this TV series, it seems like, to me anyways. I agree with you, Jeremy. I think that there's going to be a lot more to this than we actually read in that first trade. And I think it's going to be very much tracksuit, you know, oriented. Yeah. Um, so you don't think that we'll have like the, like in the comics where they had the, what, six or seven bad guys there that like with Kingpin and Madame Mask and all that? I think they're kind of incorporating that just because it seems like there's very much a, you know, rich one percenter kind of vibe with, you know, Kate's mother, Kate even and then the family that she possibly is going to be marrying into the mother yeah what's her name eleanor yeah yeah and I, that's that's got to be the swordsman her fiance has got to be the swordsman right oh yeah J- uh, jack duquesne is the swordsman um which we had in the comic the swordsman apprentice he wasn't the actual swordsman right that you know I remember that one <laughs> <laughs> where he has all the like swords I and mean, is like super obsessed which uh all right so i'm just going to get into a couple of my theories uh and like some um little easter eggs that i i caught real quick when we see kate bishop at her like alma mater shooting at the bell uh one of the things when i was pausing is it's stain tower is the name of that bell tower which is obadiah stain uh which i thought was really? yeah i thought that was kind of interesting huh. Huh. Yeah, so like I guess Obadiah, like Tony Stark's partner, Obadiah. Yeah, yeah the uh, the villain of Iron Man one. Yeah, that's interesting. Only because I've heard that there's rumors his son will be in Armor Wars. Yeah, that's what people are are thinking. What's Armor Wars? Uh, it's the next one, not the next, but it's one of the Disney Plus shows coming up um, oh. with uh, Don Cheadle as uh, Rhodey. Oh, okay. It was a there was a comic book story and essentially uh Stark's tech got out. Yeah. And it became basically a race of like trying to, you know, figure out where the leak was and all that jazz and, and get everything back in place. Yeah. It's gonna be a cool story, though. I kinda wish we'd have had it with Robert Downey Jr. as well. I'm wondering if he'll make an appearance like in AI form or something in that series. Um I mean they definitely can do it. I think they've set it up to do it, and all you'd need is his voiceover. Yeah. But with him not doing what if, I'm kind of hesitant on that. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Jack Duquesne, swordsman. Um, I think, so my theory with him is I think he's a red herring. He's way too, they way throughout, like, he's a bad guy. And already, like, what, episode two? Mm-hmm. I think Eleanor is, once again, I don't 
I, I have two theories. I have either Eleanor's behind it all and we don't get Kingpin, but because there's two, like this story kind of revolves around like Kingpin getting robbed and him and those other villains hire like the tracksuit people and uh, the clown to like, you know, make Clint's life a living hell and Echo being in this, which also points back to Kingpin. I think Eleanor's working for Kingpin or she's doing something like her company is somehow like a way that Kingpin uses it to like launder money or whatever. Well, but if that's the case, how, why would she be hurting for money? Um, that's a good question. I have no idea. What, yeah, she was hurting for money at the beginning when they were young, but when they were older, yeah. whenever she fights with Armand the third, and she's kind of like he's threatening her. Like it makes it seem like I, I don't know. I mean, I could have could have read it wrong, but I thought it was basically like she was. Like something was going on with her company or something and or her financially. I don't know. Just because Armand makes a, a comment about, you know, when they're making the bid for the sword, uh, his uncle says like, you know, you yeah. don't have that kind of money. He's like, soon I'll inherit it. So I assume that she has money now. Oh, see, I wasn't sure if he was talking about inheriting it from Armand the third himself or whatever, like in his family. Yeah, you're right. That could have been it as well. I don't know. Maybe they'll clarify it later on. But I feel like Eleanor is because whatever. I didn't want to spoil this while you were reading the comic, but like she doesn't have a big role in the Matt Fractions Hawkeye. She's mentioned. You've already said that. Yeah, she's mentioned in in passing. (laughs) But what I'm spoiling is she's involved with like Criminal Underground and supposedly Madam Mask uh, is what she's involved with. And she's not Madam Mask, but she is involved with her which a lot of people thought, you know, for this uh, show, they would just merge the character into one. I don't I don't think that's happening. But um, supposedly the rumor is, is Kingpin, like most of the show is going to wrap up by episode five and Kingpin uh, is going to be revealed in episode five. And that episode also lines up with No Way Home, which we're probably going to see Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock in that as well, further establishing that the like Daredevil is canon now with the MCU and episode six is going to deal with Yelena because she's also appearing in the show as well. So you think they're going to wait till episode six to bring her out? That's the rumor. I don't know for sure. Um, but uh, right now my theory is at least I'm hoping is Kingpin still in play here <laughs> and <laughs> that he will show up at some point and be sort of the like, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like, Oh, cause I don't know, just the Jack Duquesne being the main antagonist, I'm fine with, but they really revealed their hand, like, first episode sort of thing with him. And I'm like, I feel like that's a major, like, obvious red herring. I'm with you, and I'm jiving on everything you're saying. My only thing with that is, now they have four episodes to finish this up. Yeah. Like, and we got a lot of ground to cover, like, like you said, uh, Yelena, we've seen from Google. Google says that she's supposed to be in this this show. Well, I mean, I don't see how you, she can't be with the way that Black Widow was set up with that. I mean, unless they just they finish it up, you know, like we're going to get a season two of Hawkeye. Yeah, I kind of wonder will they do that, but like not have Renner in it and just have uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, not have uh, Clint Barton, Jeremy Renner, and just have Haley Steinfeld, Kate Bishop. Like the next season is just her. Because that's kind of like how the comics sort of ran for a little bit, wasn't it? It was like after that, they just did like a run with Hawkeye yeah. and it was just as Kate Bishop. But but that would kind of like, 
mess up the whole Yelena and Clint thing, which we've also discussed that that's a five minute civilized conversation that, you know, ends that. So which is why I think it's just going to be one episode. It's literally going to be like, you killed my sister. And he's going to be like, no, I didn't. And she's like, oh, you're right. <laughs> and then look at like uh, Kate Bishop and be like, you're a poser. And then like leave. She's going to be like, want to come join Young Avengers? <laughs> You're like, oh, no, I'm too old. <laughs> what did y'all think of, as far as how they set up Kate Bishop in the first episode? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, made her very likable. Yeah. And I like that she's, like, skilled. Like, I like that one scene where she's trying to ring the the bell and she, you know, she misses, but then the second shot, you see, like, the snow falling and everything, like, slows down. So you see that, like, moment of where she's, like, taking, like, the precision shot. So she's, like, skilled, like, Hawkeye, but she's, uh, I don't know, new at it or just more, like, of a bumbling sort of, like, kid. Yeah. So I I, I like it. I like that the whole montage opening was all, all the skills that she's acquired throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was done in the art as David uh David Aja. Yeah, and it was done in that same sort of Matt Fractions run art. Yeah. So I, I like that we didn't take a lot of time storytelling to sit there and say basically like she's being trained in what most people would consider normal things, but that could definitely be used later on to be a badass. Yeah. Well, she comes from rich family, so of course she can like take karate lessons and like archery and fencing and whatever. Gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, gymnastics. And, but I mean, like, like it's one thing to sit there and come from a rich family, but then to sit there and like put emphasis on how much that she has uh, excelled at all of these activities. You know what I mean? And all yeah. in, they emphasize the trophies that she has right. and things of that nature. Because I mean, she's got like stacks on stacks on stacks as far as trophies is concerned. That's pretty much all episode one. Oh, I, I, I'm with you on Eleanor being the big bad. I'm with you on like maybe this being a double cross kind of a thing where like Swordsman's trying to get with Eleanor to get her money. But at the same time, Eleanor's trying to get at Swordsman and his family yeah. to get their money simply for the fact that like we see her wearing a lot of red, mm -hmm. which is significant of the tracksuit mafia and how they wear a lot of red. Yeah. And there, there could be no correlation there at all. However, they also bust an event that she's at that she doesn't go into the auction to. And you got to know that she knew about the auction. Yeah. There's no way she didn't know about it. I mean, yeah. she's sleeping with the guy that's going there. And then his, his same uncle's going there as well. So, like, she had to have known about that auction. And, and they just so happened to bust it. And they're looking for... What's the deal with Tony's watch? Yeah, uh, that was some of the Easter eggs. So, like, when they're when they're doing the auction, one, I don't know if the uh, Triceratops skull is, like, an Easter egg for the Savage Land. Fingers crossed that it is. Uh, for those that don't know, in the Marvel Comics world, there's a little island that prehistoric monsters still live there like dinosaurs and whatnot. And uh, the X-Men frequently go there. One of the other things that's special about it is when you go there, you're, you you lose your powers. So like, you know, if Wolverine went there, I think he would lose his regenerative ability. Rogue can go there and she won't kill anybody that she touches, yada, yada, yada. So I don't know if maybe that's a little Easter egg because I know we're getting, um, uh, what is it, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Like, that's a show that's coming to Disney+. Plus. And I think Devil Dinosaur, I think he's from the Savage Lands. So anyway, uh, but back to your question about the uh, comic -y pasta. I haven't said that in a while. Uh, back to your <laughs> question in uh, The Watch is, I think 
So there's a theory on, I think I watched it today. Anyway, Nerdist uh, had a theory that it's Kingpin who bought Tony's tower. And because Fisk in the comics has had like a Fisk tower and it's been like his base of operations for all his like criminal undergoings. So anyway, the theory is, and I think it's a good theory uh, that Fisk bought Stark's tower and he needs that watch to like get in somewhere. Mm. So this is setting up. So that would be setting up armor wars. Yeah, I think so. That's a good. I like that. If that's you know the case, mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm digging that. I I feel like that makes the most sense out of anything. It's clearly a Tony watch. Like it looks like something Tony would wear. And I <laughs> being mean, being like the whole Edith glasses. I imagine it does something. And if it's not Kingpin, it's like I don't know, um, Sharon Carter. Uh, maybe it's her behind it, but yeah, I I feel like it's gonna be Kingpin. I uh, I really dug the the auction fight scene. Her's her okay. So here's here's my beef with with the first episode. Here's my beef. We never saw that stupid sword retract. Yeah, it has a sheath. Exactly. He puts it in a sheath. Exactly what I was telling my wife. Plus, it doesn't make like none of the Stark tech makes sense after a while. It's just magic. But like, plus, like the sheath is like. <laughs> It's like this big and the blades like this, you know, like it's like this big. And I'm like, hey, it can't physically fit in. You can't put all of that in there. Um, <laughs> it's not a lightsaber. Like it's, it's it was, bigger on the inside. Yeah, it must be. It, it's magic <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Doctor Who reference bring by it. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I saw him click the thing and I was like, no, it had a sheath. And then I wound up watching in game like this past weekend after watching that. Mm -hmm. And when that episode, when that section came up, I paid so close attention. I was like, no, no, no. It came out of a sheath. There's no point in having a sheath. If that thing retracts like that, (laughs) no point at all. What if you accidentally hit the button? Maybe the sheath is supposed to help block it. That was the other thing that I was thinking too, (laughs) was that like, I'll be damned. If I sit there and tuck that thing away in my coat pocket next to my chest, like, (laughs) up. down whatever it don't matter i'm not having that thing like no he's probably got one of those like old like nokia phone like holsters that he puts it in (laughs) and clicks it on outside there (laughs) i mean he's a dad so he would have like a dad sort of belt holster for it yeah i thought the fight scene was dope i like that she kind of like she kicks some ass and then she get her ass handed and then she kicks some ass and then she get her ass handed so yeah um my wife was kind of pointing out, she was like, there's no way she'd take that hit from a grown man. And I was like, well, I mean, I agree. But at the same time, they've also kind of established that she's a little extra. Yeah. Like yeah. above, you know, the normal, you know, female or whatever the case is. So, but at the same time, there's some hits that I'm like, that probably knock a grown ass man out. So <laughs> I'm not sure about this. I like, I like seeing that realistic wine bottles being used as weapons. <laughs> Like, they don't just shatter immediately. And I was just like, thank you. Finally, somebody who, like, <laughs> realizes that they don't just break instantly if you just, like, breathe on them. All right. I think that about covers for episode one. Yeah. Um. I, I Real quick, uh, some just funny moments. I like that, uh, you know, they, they, uh, the musical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it oh, was, my God. it was so cringy. Oh my god! Like they, it, they clearly were going for like uber cringe. But like, I love one that like 
Hawkeye, they're implementing, which I guess we can get into in episode two, but they're implementing his like hearing aid issue. And like it, he turned it off because he's like, what? I was there. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to listen to this nonsense. <laughs> and then I love that he points out, like, like you said earlier on where he's like, you know who wasn't there? That guy right there. <laughs> yeah. Ant-Man being over there. Um, and yeah, uh, I love that they incorporate the, you know, I can do this all day with like yeah. Captain America. They mentioned shawarma. I'm just like, did everyone in the MCU world like see like the Avengers movie? Was that just televised or something? Like, how do they know every little like line that was spoken during certain things? Shield files leaked. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, I love also that he kind of gets like a little bit of PTSD of like losing Nat. Um, yeah, and and like how he's still like not fully over that. Uh, that was kind of nice to see. I mean, it's like sad, but it's just nice to know that he's still like sort of grieving. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we also see in episode one the uncle Armin the third, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Armando, or is it Armando? No, it's Armand the third. Armand. Which I, I met, I am assuming he has the same last name. So it's like Armand Duquesne the third. Probably. But he died. He's, he's, I guess, assassinated. He was stabbed uh, with a sword. Right. Possibly retractable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Kate Wick walked in and, and found him first and then hightailed it out of there. So episode two. Clint goes back to Kate to her place and uh, the bro gang winds up finding her there and trashes it with, uh, was it Molotov cocktails? Yeah, Molotov. Yeah. Oh, uh, I did like it when episode one, like she, uh, she's the one that actually uh, saved Pizza Dog. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't remember if that was in the first or second episode. Yeah. 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 I guess there's a rule that like Disney says like no dogs can get hit by cars. So they just <laughs> they just changed it. Yeah. Or maybe they did it because for comic readers are like, oh God, here it comes. And then they like change it to sort of be like, Yay. That poor dog was already missing an eye. His ass has already gotten hit at least once. Yeah, I was about to say it looked already pretty beat up. Yeah. <laughs> So they dip out, they go over to Kate's aunt's house, uh, and then Clint winds up going on, he goes back to Kate's apartment, and the Ronin suit is not there. He winds up having to go uh, (laughs) (laughs) on a medieval quest in the park to get this Ronin suit back. Yeah, so... That was hilarious. (laughs) They changed, uh, in the comic, Gil, who's usually the guy on the grills, who's like his neighbor or whatever, and like, I think like the very next issue after we stopped reading, there's the story with him trying to like get his stuff out before the flood. Anyway, they changed Gil, or or in this case, Grills, because that's what they, um, that's what the nickname that they called him in in the comic as well. But they changed grills to like a firefighter who like LARPs on the side. <laughs> like I just thought that was hilarious. I didn't I didn't even catch the whole like nickname there, grills. I didn't either. That's funny. Uh and then, you know, Clint gets caught by the, the tracksuit mafia at the end, and then we get our first glance of Echo as well. I love that she like taunted him about having her his phone number now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't call me. She's like, okay. And then as he's walking away, she's like, all right, I'll call you later. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's what he seems most annoyed about. It's like, I was I was 
I was there. I was on my way home. <laughs> yeah. I was getting out of this hellhole, and here you come along. And I think he even makes mention of that. Mm-hmm. Of like, you're ruining my Christmas, and yeah. I, I don't like you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, what was it? I think it was in uh, this episode. There's a, a a slight, like, Home Alone reference, I think, because one of the sons, he's like, you know, the the youngest is named after Nat and Pietro. And he's like, I think they call him Nate for short, but he's like, all right, there's one rule. Don't lose Nate. And then he's like, where's Nate? Where's Nate? <laughs> like, it was the, yeah. it was clearly like a don't lose Kevin. And then like, where's Kevin? <laughs> I'm assuming that was a little Home Alone uh, Easter egg. Yeah. And then, uh, sorry, back to Grills real quick. I love when they're doing the LARPing thing. And before like Hawkeye gets into it, he's like, I fought Thanos. he's just like like I've literally fought a space god and like I gotta do this now (laughs) (laughs) I just like he comes up to him he's like look you can either fake die and I get the suit or I'm gonna punch you in the face for real and I'm gonna take the suit either way the suit's coming off I don't understand when he finally gets the suit. He puts it in a locker, and I'm like, why not just burn it? Is there a tag inside the the suit that says, like, property of Clint Barton? Like, why do you need this suit so bad? Yeah. Just just burn it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they're going to reveal something about that. I, I think there's more to the suit than what we know of. I don't know what that means. Like, maybe he killed someone important. Maybe they're pulling the tape, you know, story from the comic. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe the suit records things and he, like, murdered somebody. <laughs> uh, like, but, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know what exactly is going on with the suit. That's my theory, anyway. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting was that, you know, the relation of the tape and the comics being the suit and the sword here. But you're right. Like, if you've got it, why? Why do you care anymore about it? Like, you're not worried about the sword, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not asking where the sword is. You're not caring about what the sword is or anything along those lines. Like, it's just the suit. And, like, I get you don't want anybody to have their hands on it because, basically, whoever has the suit is a wanted man, like, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, if you burn it, it doesn't matter then. Which, back to the, when they go to her apartment, I love how, like, no, oh, they can't follow me here. And then she's like, well, except for my names on the, like, the door plate. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the guys are like, hey, Kate Bishop, bro, get down here. <laughs> <laughs> And while I was thinking about the Thanos thing, I like that someone wrote on the urinal, like someone defaced like a urinal at a theater to write Thanos was right. Like, oh, yeah. Like, there's a subreddit called, like, Thanos did nothing wrong or something like that. Like, is that one of those people? (laughs) Was it you, Michael? Because I think you were for the the, uh... genocide. Hey, (laughs) I'm definitely pro Thanos. I'm just letting y'all know right now. Just like I'm pro Bucky is Black Panther as a stand-in. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm saying a stand-in. I'm not saying... It should always be a Wakandan that is the Black Panther. But until we get some herb... Is that probably retcon that some survive somewhere? I don't know. I, I'm I'm so interested to know, like, off on a comic pasta thing, I really want to know what they plan on doing with the Black Panther stuff just because they don't plan on recasting T'Challa because of what happened with Chadwick Boseman. So I'm just like, oh, man. Because, like, I don't Anyway, I, I really liked him as Black Panther. Like, oh, yeah. He really captured that 
T'Challa, like regal, like leader of his country kind of persona on screen. Absolutely. Yes. Anyway, I got I got super hyped when I saw Echo. I thought so. I, I honestly thought like whenever they were said, like said that uh, basically like letting her know that they have them. I was I was wondering if it was going to be the Madam Mask, like with the like with the comic. I was fully expecting that, and then I was like, "Oh, that, that's not her." So, <laughs> oh, uh, the clown is going to be in this as well. Um, when, when Hawkeye goes full Karen, when he's like, "Can I please speak to your manager?" <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, "You're the assistant or whatever." And he's like, is it that guy? Um, the guy that was sitting up on that little like railing or whatever. That's that's the guy, the actor that's going to be playing the clown. Oh, okay. Because he was the one that had his mask off in the street watching Kate run off. Right. In the yes. first episode. Okay. That was the other thing. This is like, you got Echo, you've got the clown, you've got Yelena, you've got, if you're going to try and throw Kingpin in there, like, dang, gum it. Swordsman, like, and I think you're right. I think Swordsman's going to be a one-off character, whether he's the big bad or not. I definitely don't think there's much weight to him and and what he's actually going to do with this show. Yeah, I, I think Swordsman's there to be an antagonist to Kate only, and he's not going to have any kind of connection to Barton. I think whoever the main villain, like whoever's truly behind it all, I don't know, maybe it's Kate's mom, and then she's a foil, and Swordsman is going to be fighting Barton. I don't know. Anyway, I keep flip-flopping. I also thought when they sat there and said, you know, you're talking about uh, when he was tied up at Bro headquarters, that uh, when they said, you know, go let her know, I thought it was Eleanor. That's who I thought they were going to go uh, get. Yeah, I kind of did too. Because when they said it, like her red dress and stuff just clicked in my head. I was like, ah, that makes sense. And then they showed Echo and I was like, hot damn, I didn't think we were getting her this soon. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> So I, I do think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was honestly shocked when, you know, because at first I didn't realize it was her. I just, you saw the like loudspeakers turned up. And then when when I saw the like her running her hand like across the speaker, I was like, oh, it's Echo. Yeah. All right. Where do y'all think we're going from here? I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's, like you said, there, there's a there's a lot that can happen in here. I mean, like they, they, from all the different characters that they had in the comics, all the different ones that they have bringing in already like you talked about so i mean like really it's gonna be a lot to cram in and there and i mean they're really all they're missing and like just really did like i think to cap it off is to put captain marvel in there so i mean <laughs> i knew <laughs> i saw that one coming pulled <laughs> me 16 times shame on me <laughs> like I was ready for this one. Yeah, I saw you shaking your head on that one. I was like, I oh, dang it, he got me on that one. <laughs> I wasn't as convincing on that. <laughs> well, you got me, Jeremy. I was like, where's Jeremy going with all this? And then I looked down and I saw Richard shaking his head and I was like, well, why the fuck is he shaking his head? <laughs> and he's like, hey, Jeremy's got some valid points here. I mean, like, why are you shaking your head? And then you said it and I was like, well, he just fucking stomped on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Jeremy. <laughs> I can't get my real arson in there, so. <laughs> You'll have your chance. <laughs> like when we start talking about like Miss Marvel and then like the Marvels, you'll have all the time in the world. 
<laughs> Woo! Oh, oh, comic poster real quick. I actually bought Captain Marvel because it was $10. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't have it. And, and this is essentially a collection that I have. And I don't want the damn thing, but I do. And here we go. So You, you thought about me the whole time, didn't you? Yeah, I actually I did. <laughs> I really did. Is it is it the uh is it the first appearance of her as uh Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel? I'm talking about the movie, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, it the movie was ten dollars? Yeah, it was seven. You found it in the, the bin of all the other ones. Something like that. It was one of those <laughs> really deep discounted, and I was like, these Marvel movies never get this cheap. Yeah. Like Ant-Man the Wasp is still fifteen dollars. And I paid like 18 for Black Widow because it was on sale. So yeah, it was really, it was like 7 or $10. It was somewhere in that range. Oh, wow. It was at Target. And I was like, yeah, what? Well, it'll never, I'd, I'd feel comfortable paying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, also, uh, more comic pasta. Uh, <laughs> as of right this second, and this deal will be done by the time y'all hear this, but Hulu is having a special where it's 99 cents a month for the next year. So I went ahead and did it. And I'm going to be putting, um, I'm going to be watching Hitmonkey because that was kind of the whole reason that I bought it was I was like a dollar a month. I can't go wrong with that. And I can check out Hitmonkey because I'm kind of interested in it. So, yeah. Cool. So we might be having a review on Hitmonkey here soon. That funky monkey. Yeah. No, as as far as I, I, I think they're going to go, I, I mean, I kind of said it all at the beginning, but yeah, I think all of this is leading up to, fingers crossed, I don't want to be too eager, but I'm very eager. I can't help it. Mephisto. But yeah, no, God, no. <laughs> no! <laughs> that was exactly, you beat me about yes. like two seconds. <laughs> but I did hear the Yes. He's confirming it. No, I'm he not confirming it. it. I want Kingpin <laughs> in this show. And I, like I said, I think it's leading to Armor Wars. Um, I, I think that's the setup for Armor Wars that we've been waiting for. The, that's got to be what that watch is. Someone, uh, an, I think it was Nerdist again, someone had pointed out that the number on it, because a lot of times if you see numbers in, in the shows, they're referring to like some issue. Yeah. And uh, someone... I want to, like I said, I want to say it was like Dan Casey on Nurse, but anyway, it was the number on there was 268, which I think was like Avengers 268 or something. And it was uh, something about the Avengers, specifically Hawkeye, like fighting uh, Kang in like the Kang Dynasty or something like that. I can't remember. I probably should have looked this up beforehand, but uh, yeah, so maybe it's something to do with Kang. Maybe it's like a, Maybe the watch it is not really a watch. Maybe it's like a temporal, you know, remember those little wristband things that they wore to like travel through time and in game? Maybe it's that in disguise. Who knows? Or like for uh, the TVA. Yeah. See, what I thought when you when you brought up the whole Armor Wars thing, you know, also in Avengers, you know, he jumps out at one point in time. Oh, yeah. And he's got those bands and they line up or whatever. And so the, the suit can like come over him or whatever. Yeah. I wonder, because, like, he was also getting rid of his arc reactor because Pepper was like, you don't need that anymore. Like, just just get rid of it. I wonder if he was putting it in the watch. Mm, maybe. So, but I also like your idea. Like, I like your idea a lot that it's a key to something. Mm -hmm. That he had something else set up, something along those lines. I mean, for all we know, there's there's a hard drive in it. 
and it's got AIs or something along those lines. Maybe he has his AI. I mean, yeah, I'm really digging where you're going with that. I think that's pretty sound. Maybe it unlocks Mark 268. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I looked up the Iron Man because 268 sounded like it was close to the um, the Armor Wars issues. And I don't, it doesn't look like it is an Armor War issue. So yeah, I don't know what that 268 would be. But you were saying something about Kane, right? Yeah, hang on a second. And they're still supposed to be just releasing like just one a week now, right? It was just, yeah. they released two just for, because it was Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah, and I think these two really helped set up like if they yeah. ended, if they just did the one episode with him being like, she's like, you're Hawkeye. And he's like, who the hell are you? Like, I don't think maybe a lot of people would have been like, okay, well, that was a whole nothing burger. Like, I will, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll maybe check this out later. It's a great ending. But yes, I definitely think, especially the long weekend and all that jazz, like the two, that was, they're spot on with that. Like, yeah. I think you got a good, nice story. And I mean, something, I mean, shit, we're sitting here talking for an hour and a half about. Um, the Armor Wars books, Wikipedia says they're 225 to 232. Yeah, so uh, it's a Avengers Volume 1, Issue 268. It says the Kang, it says appearing in the Kang Dynasty. That's what it's a reference to. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, then. Where can they find you at, Jeremy? Uh, you can find me on Twitch every now and then. Handle is Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. They just they've released the multiplayer Halo. Uh, so I've been playing that for a little while, and uh, it's uh, you know I'm playing that some, but hmm. I'll be playing other games too. So yeah. All right, Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me here. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, just hit us up at comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. Send us any kind of um, requests, any ideas of maybe what you want to hear for future episodes, and uh, we'll check them out. And yeah, just check out our our social media right now. I think we just have an Instagram. So uh, check us out there. Same name, Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. All right. Y'all can find me at YouTube. 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on Instagram with the same handle. So yeah, with all that being said, say bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. <laughs> bye. Wow. Hmm. Can I speak to your manager? This is like talking to furniture.